You're listening to Once, episode 185, Enter the Dragon, Initial Reactions. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. Thank you very much for joining us. And I think we should give some kind of hat tip to maybe Bruce Lee. Uh, Why not? Because this episode, I'm going to guess that something about the date of this episode, there's something about this episode that ties in with Bruce Lee because of the title. I mean, besides the title, but something Um... else beyond just the title because of that being Enjoy the Dragon, a very famous movie from Bruce Lee. So thank you, Bruce Lee, for joining us as well. We just finished watching this episode, so our theories and thoughts are going to be a bit all over the place, but that's where you come in to help contribute to our upcoming full discussion that we do on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time over at oncepodcast.com slash live. I'll tell you more about how you can send us your feedback for that later. I thought... This episode provided some great answers to questions we'd forgotten that we were asking. Hmm. I can't think of any. Well, like, (laughs) what is Regina and Maleficent's history? How did they become friends? True. And what was the sacrifice that Aurora made? How did Aurora fall under the sleeping curse? What were the circumstances around all of this? Was Aurora the actual sleeping beauty or was her mother the actual sleeping beauty? That kind of stuff. We got those cool answers in this. And yeah, it was, it, that was kind of weird. Well, I liked it. I, I liked I liked the Regina Maleficent stuff. I thought deciding that everything had happened with Aurora's parents, as in, okay, well, let me say, I, do, I didn't dislike it. I like it better than what we thought two years ago when they seemed to imply that Oh, no, this is Aurora Jr. Yeah. And the story you know that's in all the books, that was Aurora Sr. So that happened, and then it kind of happened again just because of timeline problems. Now it's more like, well, the story you know kind of happened, but really with Aurora's parents. And Aurora, nah, they didn't really know each other. She just sort of put her to sleep for reasons. But now we know it was part of her revenge on the parents, Which kind of ties into the way that we know the traditional Maleficent story. Yeah, well, there was no spindle. Yeah, here. But there was a needle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no spindle. That is the odd thing. Although I I look forward to looking back at the scenes to see was there a spindle there in that room. Because it kind of looked like where Aurora was, was the same palace where we saw her in the beginning of season two. Except with more walls. Right. (laughs) And now we maybe know what Aurora was talking about when she referred to saying that she knew something about sacrifices. Like, I got the impression from this that Maleficent was actually going after Philip, but Aurora stopped Maleficent and got stabbed in the process by the needle, and thus she was put under the sleeping curse instead of Philip, who was probably supposed to be under the sleeping curse. Mm -hmm. I don't think I follow. That's why it's the initial reactions. (laughs) (laughs) So I couldn't remember what she did to Philip, but the chat room reminded me of the thing. I was going to say it and the pronunciation left my brain. 
The wraith? The Yaogwai. Oh, yeah. Yaogwai. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, the Maleficent That's what she that. was referring to. Yeah. Okay. Ah, I forgot about that. And speaking of, of the chat room. Because, let's face it, he didn't exactly have lips made for kissing princesses. Yeah. At that very point. true. Yeah. Probably part of the reason. Mm-hmm. Yaogwais don't kiss princesses. Put that on a bumper sticker <laughs> or t-shirt or something. Mm. Speaking of the chat room, though, we do the the live chat during the Eastern and Central Time airing of the shows on Sunday nights. And in the chat room, Dachshund, who, you know, is a skeptic of Once Upon a Time, but watches it because he enjoys spending time with us. (laughs) It was Dachshund and Hook's girl in the chat room that early on predicted, that's not actually Hook. That's probably Rumpel. So good job, Dachshund and Hook's girl. For predicting that you got it right and that was clever i i wasn't quite looking for that i figured there would be some kind of twist but i wasn't looking for it no i and even then i thought well okay so at some point we didn't see rumple stole hook's heart again which that guy needs to get a cage installed or something around his heart so then i wasn't really sure why he didn't appear at first when she commanded him to mm-hmm. But, that, you know, that's kind of one of those things. If the major magic players can at any time just disguise themselves, which I guess they've done in the past. Regina's been able to do that forever. Mm-hmm. Why don't they do it more? seems like that should be a really difficult plot device to write around. Well, if they did it more, we would not believe anything on this show. That's the problem with when you introduce shape-shifting is you can't believe anything anymore. Right. But looking back at this episode, I wonder how long was Rumpel pretending to be Hook? Probably at every moment in this episode. Well, certainly the diner. I thought it was a bit odd. I mean, I knew Hook was acting strangely, but I thought I had just forgotten some history. I was trying... It was on the back burner, but I was trying to remember his history with Will. It was just that they ran into each other at the library and Hook punched Will at the library door. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Will was trying to break in. (laughs) Hey, and speaking of a punch in the face, you know what would be really awesome and would be totally not a punch in the face to us would be if you would vote for us every day in the podcast awards through March 24th. The voting is still going on and it is that we need your vote Every single day. We have Once Podcast in a finalist position for Best Produced Podcast, but we also have four other podcasts from our own network, Noodle Mix Network, that are finalists as well. And we'd love for you to support all of them. The Audacity to Podcast, The Productive Woman, Are You Just Watching, and Beyond the To-Do List. So please go to oncepodcast.com slash podcast awards to find out how you can vote for us every day and sign up to get a reminder to vote for us every day. And we'd really, really appreciate that support and the support for all of the podcasts on our network, in addition to some of our friends that we recommend that you vote for too. It only takes a couple minutes, especially if you use like a password form filler or something like that. It can save the form information and then makes it super easy and super fast to vote. Go over there, check it out, oncepodcast.com slash podcast awards. Vote every day through March 24th. Thank you for your support with that because you are awesome. I thought it was neat to see Regina playing young Regina again. And at the same time, seeing Regina playing evil Regina again 
It's like the the many different versions of Regina in this episode. And the many different versions of Maleficent. You have Dragon Maleficent. You have Down on Her Luck Maleficent. You have 40s Maleficent. Agent Carter Maleficent. Exactly, exactly. Um, which was kind of awesome, by the way. I mean, if you have to pick a new style, go with that one. It's good. Uh, any more? Uh, well, I guess 40s Maleficent was a little bit... Mean Girls Maleficent, as were they all. That was kind of strange. Yeah. Partying all night. <laughs> I mean, even railroad tracks, really. It, it's like... How teenage can you get? Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say, it's <laughs> like they're teenage girls. <laughs> Let's go partying. Let's go burn something. Actually, it was kind of like they were teenage boys. Well, um, yeah, true. I mean, yeah. <laughs> they, they burned a police cruiser. Why? It's a good time. And David, it's one of my police crew. <laughs> Yours? I think they're your daughters, actually. I liked, speaking of daughter, going back to like the whole Aurora. How many Aurora, do they have? Uh, two. <laughs> uh, going back to the Aurora thing, uh, it was neat to see King Stefan yeah. in this. And what you just did. So pronunciations are a problem this year. Yeah. Because they've been mentioning, I haven't seen Sleeping Beauty in a long time. Uh, some people have been talking about that they kind of just said Stefan in the Disney movie, not the Stephon. original cartoon or the new Maleficent movie. Oh well, I... confession: haven't seen the new Maleficent movie. Okay, <laughs> yeah, we reviewed it, and I can't remember now. It's we only saw it that one time um, when we reviewed it, and I can't remember now how they pronounced it. But I'm sure someone is going to correct the pronunciation, or we'll look it up by the time we have our full discussion. How did they say Maleficent in that movie? Uh, I think they set up Maleficent. One would think. I believe. It's hard for people. I am excited that August is back. I know not everyone likes him, likes his acting. I like his character, aside from that one episode. But it was really cool. And I saw in the credits, we both saw this, but neither of us said anything. (laughs) We saw Ian Bailey in the credits. And when I saw that, I thought, August is going to be back. And then as they start talking about they needed Regina to steal something, I was thinking, that's going to be Pinocchio. They're going to somehow turn Pinocchio back into August. And that's how August is back. Well, good job. (laughs) There were just no surprises for you. I was not thinking about it that deeply. And so I was shocked and saddened. Not really. It was, I was concerned. I mean... <laughs> Regina and Geppetto are just never going to get along. I mean, how many times? Even yeah. if everybody explains to him what she was doing, this one's pretty big, especially if they can't turn him back. I mean, I think Geppetto would prefer to have Pinocchio grow up the way they were going. Although this could be a really good way for Regina to get in with that evil crowd is for Geppetto to start going around saying, Regina is evil queen again. She stole my boy. <laughs> and then that will she put it back in leather <laughs> that will um maybe give her more cred with the witches although the witches were there when why she are we calling them witches that's actually what they've been called i know but several they're times witches. well they're not queens either <laughs> they're they're kind of witches a sea witch a dog witch they're just the mean girls now yeah after that little display i like that they were talking about starting a war in storybrook and it made me wonder is that the final battle from season one that we heard predicted? 
Okay, I'm starting something. Hashtag, Uh there is no final battle. How about that? Maybe. Or, hashtag, the final battle was season one. Yeah, final battle being maybe between Emma and Regina. It was poetic, and it has passed. Possibly even non-canonical. Yeah, so he wants to start a war, and I guess stealing a child and turning him into an adult without anybody knowing is firing the first shot, I guess. Yeah. I was expecting something a little bigger. Rumpelstiltskin should just not talk about wars and battles because it sets the wrong expectations. It's. I think it's not necessarily going to be a war where the two sides are at direct war against each other. Is it the magic Cold War? They are at war to get to something, and that is to get to the author. So it's more of a race. Right. And A battle ev- for the ev- happy ending. Yeah. Everybody's looking for the author now. Regina hasn't seen that page yet that Henry is looking at. So Regina isn't there to say, Henry, that looks like the inside of Jefferson's hat. Right. But if Henry just listened to one's podcast, then he would know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we predicted it. Are there no other pages in the book that show doors inside Jefferson's hat? In the book, I don't know. But interestingly, they said that this page was pulled from the book. Mm-hmm. Very interesting to know that it was pulled from the book. Like, why was it pulled from the book? And what was it doing in there to begin with? Maybe August was protecting the author. Yeah. Why did they decide that they were definitely going to have to torture him? Maybe August will give up information easily. He's never been the strongest. He's kind of a woodpile of failure. (laughs) We get to start saying that again. That's probably the best part. I think it's cool, though, to have him back, if even just for a short while. What I don't want though is for them to kill august i was thinking from the title of this episode enter the dragon that this would be the episode where we would for some reason get to see more about the dragon from that episode in season two but no none of that dragon here and still nothing about who maleficent's baby is this episode took place in a completely different timeline Mm -hmm. even from maleficent's Mm -hmm. baby I wouldn't say timeline. Well, yeah, not timeline, but a different time. That's what I meant. Mm -hmm. I I accidentally added the word line because I was thinking (laughs) also, where's this fit in the timeline? But this was probably a few years before Maleficent got pregnant, a few years before Snow and Charming's wedding, probably. Oh. I can't remember whether we (laughs) saw, when we saw that glimpse of Snow riding the horse, was she a young woman or was she still a child? Because that would help us place where this was. Because Regina looked young still, and she was still very early on in her training with Rumpel. Didn't seem too early. Well, it was still that point where she hadn't quite learned how to control magic. So it was after the events of when she first got the book from Cora and started to learn magic with Rumpel and had that little crisis at some point with probably the crisis over Daniel and Jefferson and all of that happening. This seems to be maybe a little bit after that. Or maybe a little bit before. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll dig into it more when we have our full discussion. And we'd love your feedback for that. So you can email us feedback at oncepodcast.com or call and leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221 or send a voice message through the website at oncepodcast.com. If you can't remember any of that, it's always at the website, oncepodcast.com. By the way, speaking of remembering things, I want to 
give a nice little bit of remembrance to our kind donators for this episode of the podcast. David Newland, Steve Johnson, Lisa Slack, and Chris, our new Patreon contributor. Thank you very much for your kind donations. We are up to now 12 backers on Patreon, and your donations keep the podcast running. We could not do this without you. Thank you very much, David, Steve, Lisa, and our Patreon backers, and everyone else who donates on a regular basis. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you want to be a donor to the podcast and help keep it running and kind of be like co-producers with us of the podcast, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor, and thank you for your support. I'm looking forward to digging into this episode more because I want to see a lot more of the screenshots in this, like some of the stuff of what were those awards for in Snow's barn? What were some of the other things in Maleficent's hall there when it was all nicely decorated? And what other kinds of Easter eggs can we find here and there between some of the different scenes? The map on Emma's phone, (laughs) which probably only said Regina and showed some water but it's still a map of Storybrooke. Yeah. So we've got a lot more to dig into. And yeah, I won't say that this episode is my favorite at all of the season, but it's also not the bottom. I would say this was a neat episode that gave (laughs) us some answers, some cool answers that we'd forgotten about, but was neat to see that in a way the writers hadn't forgotten about some of these things. It, It was fine. I have to say I was really happy when Regina dropped her phone. You think she did that on purpose? Oh, yeah. She needed Emma to stop interfering, and they were really starting to frustrate me with the way they were not doing undercover work. Yeah, Emma was being really stupid about it. <laughs> it's like, this is going to be bad. Everything's going to go south. Like, yeah, if the good guys keep showing up to talk with the person who's undercover, that's definitely going to happen. So that was probably the most pivotal plot point. Yeah. <laughs> Dropping the cell phone, <laughs> ending this sidebar action that was happening constantly. It's still, I don't know, do you think we can expect August to be a boy again? Does he get to go back to where he was? I don't know. I could see them to try to cover up their tracks. I could see them like turn him back into a boy and then put him back there without Regina to try to just hide what they did. Mm -hmm. That is a good question. And, you know, speaking of hiding, Belle isn't hiding the fact that there's something going on with Will. So now we know it is some kind of relationship that they have going. But Belle isn't even sure what it was, uh, except that Will makes her happy. (laughs) Apparently happy enough that she would kiss him. Yeah. That's that's pretty happy, I would think. (laughs) He makes her smile. (laughs) <laughs> and then he kisses her smile. Yeah. I guess. Where is Hook? Mm. If he wasn't Hook in any of these scenes in this episode. Everybody do a quick mind montage of all the times we've seen Hook beaten, tied up, locked away. I'm sure he's somewhere. Mm-hmm. Gagged, probably. Just a few new bruises, maybe a broken bone. Well, we would love to have your thoughts and theories about this episode. So again, please email those to us. And in the subject line, write the words, Enter the Dragon. That's the title of this episode we just saw. And send that to feedback at oncepodcast.com. You can also call and leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221 or get all of our contact information through the website at oncepodcast.com. 
We'd love for you to connect with us on Twitter at Once Podcast. And I'm Daniel J. Lewis on Twitter at The Ramen Noodle. I'm Jeremy Laughlin on Twitter at Fleegon. That's P-H-L-E-G-O-N. Join us again on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time over at oncepodcast.com slash live for our upcoming full discussion. And until next time, remember, let's get that fire back. And thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to our sponsors for this episode of the podcast. If you'd like to be one of them, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor. And please remember to vote for us every day through March 24th in the podcast awards by going to oncepodcast.com slash podcast awards. And thank you for your support. You are awesome. Thank you.